0: a task force of the most dangerous people on the planet who i think can do some good they're bad guys exactly and if anything goes wrong we blame them we have built-in deniability what makes you think you can control
1: them right, cool. yeah i can you You're going to gym in the morning yeah okay. i don't even know what i think but that's just, not, you know. I just
0: Need a spot. okay <laughs> Welcome to the I Need a Wow, wow. wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Keep that! Welcome to the I Need a Minute Podcast part of Tanthea Seniors Network. We are sponsored by Tropics for all of your shipping needs. Now a new location in Abaco, by the way. Um shipped through Tropics, the best freight forwarder in the country. Also uh, sponsored by Bahamas Island Realty. Thank you, Carmen, once again for all this new equipment we will be getting, retaining. We'll and if you want to hear your names, um, write it on the
1: podcast as part of our sponsored advertisement. Info at TantiaSeniors.com. Y'all you you know, all know the you, vibes. You know what you're supposed to do, Kari? You're supposed to just have a conversation with the audience. Like, I know. Just, here's was, what you're supposed to do. You're supposed yeah. to say, listen, guys, we know you like to shop on Amazon. We yeah. know you love to online yeah. shop. But you sit and you wonder... How do I get my packages in a fast and fast and efficient way this. from the U.S. here to the this. Bahamas? You've been listening. Just go to Tropic Shipping for all your shipping needs. You've been listening listening to a lot of Pod Save America. It's literally all I do, and I feel
0: that. I'll the hunger that I have right now from fasting made me not as quick on picking that one up. Yeah. So that's yeah. But that's the vibes. Yo, Small sacrifices. Go to go to tropics. You know what I'm saying? Y'all y'all know. We've been reading them out. They, if you visit our website, they have the advertisement right on the website. So
1: listen, guys. It is. It's time for you to move out. You want to find your own place on the rock. You want to turn your own key. Don't just rely on the classifieds. That is 1990s. Mm. You need a seasoned realtor. Wow. To find your you spot of happiness in this country. CQ, This is all you have to do. And for all of those needs, go to Bahama Island Realty. There you go. John's so good at finding people houses.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, let's 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 get into the topics um, right now. So if you've been consuming any pop culture this week, you know that there's been one dominant story that people have been talking about. If you're a fan of this podcast, listen to this podcast, definitely the pop culture and the news you consume are in line with what we're about to talk about. If you read the caption for this podcast or the podcast title, you know what this is about. Uh, at least initially, we're going to be talking about the killing of Nipsey. And this happened in LA on Sunday. Sunday. Mm-hmm. On Sunday. And I, I remember I was just leaving the beach, went to Viola's. Um, and the, we saw the news on our phone. I was my with my uh, good friend, Sirac and Amanda. And we were... We didn't believe that it was real at first, because there were other reports that there were just six shots in the air that it wasn't um, that no one actually got shot. But then eventually, as the news started to come through more and more, we found out that it was real, and it was a, I think, a weird feeling, and definitely different than when something like this has happened to other rappers, because because Nipsey is different. Like it, it it's. Even if you didn't listen to his music, you kind of knew who he was in the rap game. And you also knew the respect other rappers had for him. And you knew... I think I I was trying to compare it to someone who hadn't heard about him before. Like his level of fame to people who listen to hip-hop music. I was like, it's around where meek mill is i guess and meek mill was kind of elevated by the drake situation the but hurtful I think,
1: part is we it was on the rise it was
0: on the rise and he was obviously like the um he was the guy in la like kenrick obviously has gotten tons of awards but i think like the rapper's rapper if you want to call it that like the one people thought was like the cooler kid in the in the class it was nipsey because
1: the the thing that stood out with him was his authenticity, and people were drawn to that, whether they were fans or they were other rappers. There had to be a reason that there was, well, think think about it this way from a hipster perspective, right? Like, you want to be on the wave of the next cool thing, right? And so, everybody wanted to know, like, why was everybody from Jay Z down to the most fledgling up and coming SoundCloud yeah. rapper giving this one person all of this clout? Because even his aesthetic was cool, yeah, like the way he dressed it seemed he's cool. From like, he's he's his family is from a country that none of us have heard about
0: um Wow, amazing that you mentioned that because Sarak is also from Eritrea So when that came up because uh, this is how it happened I was delaying myself listening to Victory Lap because I saw like the the awards and the nominations for it and I said um I'll, I'll just wait because I was doing the Satori Lanes album until I, I was ready to listen to it until it was like a space to be where I, I'm ready to consume new music. We are at the beach, and he just plays Hustle on My Life. He's like, I listen to this song every day. This is dope. This is one of my favorite rappers. And this is before we got the news of his death. So this is why I think it kind of, like, hit us even by more of a surprise that we was just talking about this nigga. How did this happen? So, so yeah, when you said the country no one's ever heard of, I was like, no, no, no. Legitimately, I, like, I heard about it right oh, away. Like, yeah. one of my best friends was from there. So it kind of, like move different and you could see because he shared a few uh pictures on his instagram of nipsey with the flag up there so he was embracing it he he embraced where he's from in la and he he embraced where his homeland was
1: on god i have i had never heard of it until i just when i was at the super bowl when i was in atlanta i just happened to have an uber driver that was from there and he was telling me everything about the country and i was legitimately taken aback because i said i've never heard of this place and how weird is it that a couple months later, now it's on the forefront. I was like, oh shit. Look at that callback. Like, that was amazing. But just his his death was so impactful. And to me, I think it was the most impactful death in hip-hop since Biggie. Yeah. Like, not since Biggie. Ha- ha- if, if that happened during this era, during the social media era, the outpouring would have, have been like this. And like I said, it's because of the way he was. He was seen as above the fray. He was seen as somebody that well in all of the interviews that people have played if if you if you're just hearing it for the first time or if you watched him live, if you listen to his music, you could tell that this was a person who transitioned from one lifestyle to another. And I think that's an endearing quality that people are drawn to as well because we love underdog stories. We love people that have gone through the fire and on the other side, you get to see that that they made something of themselves and they wanted to reach back and make other people better. So he was somebody that you could hold up as, look, this is the great example of what the ghetto can do or what can be produced from the ghetto. No, you may not be the stereotypical book smart kind of person or the person that can cross over. But I think... I think he was smart, or no, and, no, and I'm he, not, he was I'm, he was curious, and and part of not saying he wasn't, but he yeah. still looked like somebody on right. the corner that you wouldn't expect these things from.
0: But I I think part of what I always enjoyed about him is that the way he spoke in interviews, it always like it came from a place of intelligence, and in that he it seemed that he was always learning new things and always willing to learn new things, because you have to to come from where he came from, you have to be able to shift your mindset or say that some method of thinking that I thought before was wrong, and now I've adopted this new method of thinking, and this seems more in line with what I believe, and I want to segue into like immediately part of the controversy o- along the outpouring um, of affection from Nipsey Hussle was that and this is inevitably going to happen when it comes to rapper, people brought up comments or an Instagram post he made that they said was not um, friendly to the LGBTQ community, and as soon as I I read it. I, re- I read it, the the caption that he had. I remember when that, this was happening right, in real time. I'm saying that I knew the intent of what he was saying, but if you're a part of that community, that's clearly a dog whistle lumping them in with the deadbeats or how, however you described it. But that's not the part of uh, Nipsey that I want to address because I can say that, yeah, those comments were homophobic in the moment that they were said, and then his defense was bad. But then he went on Charlemagne on the Breakfast Club. And he said what his actual intention were intentions were, and I think that a lot of times, like we don't know what people are thinking. We can only believe what they say. And what he said was that he he kind of he kind of changed and massaged what he was saying into that he believes that there should be equality across the board. And there is there is plainly like no gay agenda. The only gay agenda is to for equal rights rights and to live as everyone else would want to live. And to me when when it's something like that like that's a a complication that comes about when there's someone who's a public figure who speaks on a lot of issues and they say a lot of things that come out and when but you don't negate everything that that person has ever done and this is not the same because I, I kept seeing this comparison of someone like John McCain or someone who has done um things that have been uh, racialized and said said comments that could be taken as as in and themselves dog whistle because i don't believe that the those people who get quote-unquote get canceled never walk back the comments that they make and I think Nipsey was attempting to walk back the comments that he made because he as he said in his defense like he's like I'm from LA I'm in the music business like you don't think I'm around gay people all the time so I just wanted to like put that out there because I kept seeing this meme be perpetrated because I think immediately when something like this happens especially if it's a rapper. People then pivot to what did he do wrong immediately?
1: Yes, because you don't, it's almost as if you don't want to believe the good things that are said about this person. And we also live in a culture where the first thing we run to is how to tear somebody down. Right. Like his story, his story and the way people are treating it, it feels out of the norm because there's almost a universal praise for the work that he's done there's almost a universal voice of this was one of the good ones how could this shit happen but yes you also had the faction that kept bringing that up but i tend to and it may it may not be in line with the way most people think but i have to look at a person's Body of work. I yeah. i didn't even. I didn't even look at That's Strom old. Thurman for for his stance but I look at Strom Thurman's body of work. I'm just using him as an example, <laughs> and saying. he was a vehement racist at one point. Say, like, don't like, so no, 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 not, like, no, 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 not comparing him yeah, to that, but Strom just saying, Thurman
0: is like a racist all star. He made a team like 12 years ago, n-
1: but then he came to the other conference. Is what I'm saying. Like you can, you don't judge a person oh, completely man. by that, and I'm not going to take Nipsey Hussle's Weakest public moment, his worst misstep in public, and use that, that to gloss yeah. over everything else that he's done. And he's not going to be defined by that. But then I, I agree with you. And I, I, and I think that we also have to think
0: about, because that's the negative aspect of it, but all the people who he inspired and all the people who I think want to emulate him now, because even in the hip-hop community, there have to be other rappers watching this saying that I wouldn't get the same kind of outpouring of affection. Like for sure, people would, uh, be, people would say that okay, your music is missing. But would it be the same kind of love? Would everyone just say Nipsey Hussle was one always one of the good one of the good guys in in hip hop? Because I think he he molded himself that he somehow was a cool father figure rapper who still rapped about all the street shit, but then in his private life was very um, Russell Wilson like. And that's a weird comparison, I know, but I, I, think, I think he was. And Tanahisi Coates, um, in his book Between the World and Me, said one time that you're conservative in your, in your private life, in, in the relationship that you have. You're conservative there, and conservative meaning that you're with that person and trying to build a family in, in that way, not the quote-unquote conservative. But that, that allows you to be out there in your professional life. And that allows you to be, like, more radical and take risks and do different things. And I thought of someone like that when I thought about Nipsey and how the image that he, obviously, because he's a public figure, that people crafted for him and that he crafted versus,
1: like, what he rapped about. And I think a lot of it was we got to see him grow up. Like, he didn't just come on the scene. We got to see his transition. We got to see him turn into this person. It reminded me of, remember the person that... Waka Flocka was in the very beginning, and then you saw a discernible change in him after, you know, he started to travel, and he saw more of the world, and he experienced some things. He started talking differently. Well, that's kind of what what Nipsey was. And the thing about that, like I said, that made him unique, and a lot of what we talk about is going to go back to his authenticity or the perception of that, is that people saw him, you know, this is a guy that looks exactly like me. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that was running around doing all the bullshit that I'm doing now. This is a guy that changed, but the reason people he was still able to reach so much people is because he was still a part of that community because he was still down with the people that he was coming up with. And now, I mean, it turned out to be to his detriment, but right. he never left that behind. Cuz
0: um is it The Boondocks and Dave Chappelle with the gold where keeping it real goes wrong. Yeah, where, yeah it's Chappelle show. Chappelle show mm-hmm. where um, the idea of keeping it real and being authentic, and people believing it.
1: How do you know where is the line? How do you where's know it? when? To, how so, do you know when to th- so get think out? Think about dog? this,
0: right? Think about this. Like the, some of the rappers who we say would like have that kind of the cl- the clout would have been Nipsey and
1: would have been Meek. And so probably someone like Kodak, like Meek but, talks all the time about the fact that he could go into any hood. A in lot Philadelphia. of a lot of rappers
0: used to do that, like but even Lil Wayne used to is, say that at points. Is
1: Meek still gonna feel like I Jay-Z can move used like to that, say that, that, that this all point. the time? But I don't think he should. Over when Jay Z was at this point, I, I and, said and, used to do that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah no, yeah, when he, he was do. at this point where Nipsey is now, he was still he was still, he was still on still the block.
0: He was still in the hood. And they are like you would always hear rappers talk about it and even in the way that they beef with each other when drake was beefing with Pusha t his insult to him was you did not sell as much drugs as you claimed to sell yes so that's part of what i think the culture um always kind of uplifts like this whole idea of keeping it real and i think that maybe this is going to allow them to take a second look at that because i don't think that this is not going to be a seismic moment where people change the things that they rap about that's, that won't happen. If you're expecting that to happen, like, that's not going to happen. Nah, like, not... Like, Biggie especially and Tupac died and that didn't happen. And not in this young nigga era where they don't care. It's the like, age of
1: instant gratification. Jay Prince
0: had to put out a hit on someone because they didn't respect his, like, word in the street to be like, nah, don't fuck with him.
1: Young niggas don't give a fuck about anything. They really don't. And honestly, when... And to take it back to... I mean, the you, keeping it real thing? No, no, no. Where, where you talked about where you learned about it, right? So... This happened just after Kentucky lost in, in the Sweet 16th. Sorry, right, in the Elite Eight. So Kentucky lost and Duke after that. was losing, yes. So I was out watching the game, and this was after, <laughs> like, like I told y'all, whenever I'm watching the game in a bar, somehow I just draw people in. And so everybody was at our table, and then John took the picture of the many hugs, yes. the consolation hug, right? And then so I got the alert on my phone, and I was like you. The first thing I thought is, well, that's a hoax right like that's how you think that that didn't really happen just now that's a hoax but Mm -hmm. then like in the social media age you have to do you got to wait on stories to develop because it's constantly changing and this isn't like before where people would flesh out the entire story and then you get it it's updated in real time so you're refreshing you're searching and then then you learn more and more about the story he was shot but then maybe he's going to be okay and then you start to hear about the number of shots and then it was oh one was to the head oh were to the head. Yeah. Oh, there's a video. He's dead. And then even that was shocking in of
0: itself, right? And then somehow tmz became okay if tmz says it, it's real
1: that's what they've been that for a while especially but anything regarding celebrities haven't they been that for
0: a while for, for, you? for a while and my friend Sarac said it and i it took me a moment to digest it like yeah fuck that's right because you you made fun of miguel today for sharing something he's like what is your source on this yeah and it's some I, random instagram account it wasn't tmz but bro. tmz is a new source that people go to and when and, and you think about it the way you digest information, like, you could read anything on the internet, even with this fasting shit that I'm doing. You could read 8,000 different opinions, but it's all on who you believe. And TMZ now has that kind of um, authority and have gotten enough stories right that where they do something like this and they report on the death and you believe them right away. And it reminded me of one of the newsroom episodes where they were talking about um, the congressman who had gotten shot, um, the, the um, female congressman who got shot. And this newsroom episode basically was them being in the newsroom getting conflicting reports about whether she was dead or not. And they said the hospital and the doctor declares them dead. Otherwise, the news doesn't break it. So TMZ broke it with that same kind of thing,
1: journalistic integrity, which is wild. But think of the difference, though. And that was in the newsroom. ACS was a credible news organization like CBS, NBC, and all that. As quick as that, everything has changed because... There's nobody that's waiting on that anymore. Mm-hmm. It's out there. It's like a, you I, have you have to be you you have pressure to be first. and there's even less burden of pressure to be right. You just got to be first. If that, you're right, then great. but you got to be first
0: because you have to be on the scene. You have to be first. And part of being first or so part of the negative side about that or a negative um offshoot of this is the way that people videoed it and then the way they shared it. Because it was shared so many times on social media. If you just scroll the timeline on any social media, you would have seen Nipsey's dead body, whether it's a photo or whether it's a video. And this is before the surveillance camera shot came out. And I'm saying the day of his death that within within 30 minutes to an hour was already online. And that's such a fucked up and disturbing thing, but people will not stop. They won't stop consuming it, and they won't won't stop stop. sharing it. And it reminded me of the New Zealand uh, incident, because even in the New Zealand incident, people were sharing that right away. And my question would be, why? Like, you sharing that, people know what, I think, if you're the kind of person who goes online, you know what those Mm -hmm. moments look like. You know what someone's last moments are so you just want to view it for in more sensational way i don't think that it's a, a a you're not seeking the truth in that in that sense
1: and i don't i never understood the mindset behind that and i'm sure everyone that's listening you're in groups with people that just mindlessly Ash, share Ash, shit Ash, right Ash, like Ash, <laughs> like if we're having Ash. a conversation Talking you would share Ash. something in Ash. context <laughs> Ash me
0: right now and you had a spot <laughs> yeah. Ash, me and you
1: something in context I and then Bianchi we talk about it but then give phone. there's just also Ash. like random people Ash. that just share things and i don't understand why whether it's negative out of nowhere they just share it and something Ash. something is fucked up Ash, as this why would you do it
0: why would you do it but you, this is the thing i shouldn't even share this i saw this and i was like nah I this think is fucked up i think he saw it because i think every, everyone was like this is fucked up immediately because like i said you could hear an interview with Nipsey and be like i fuck with this guy cuz there are so many rappers who do interviews and then what do you get from them like there's a um uh, some kind of dumb sound bite they say something dumb and you don't you
1: think this person's an idiot but i can listen to their music hey, in a club takashi spent an entire year trying to get fucked up and lived i mean i know he's in jail now but he's. <laughs> i was and, just
0: about to say no. like he was also an, an example of someone who kept it real
1: he he spent an entire year going out of his way trying to he get really fucked tried. up as a part of his shit, really and nothing happened to him. The police were like, we, "Do we have to? We don't even want to fuck with
0: you." And he said, "Come on, guys!
1: Think of all of the people that got into the most grimy shit and came out of it on the other end, and one of the good ones, but one of the good hey. ones."
0: Okay, so that was that was one of the offshoots of the of the Nipsey thing that I think. That I saw. And theres I don't think that there's a way that you slow down people sharing this shit. And there's not a way that you no, slow down. No, because in
1: 2019, everyone wants to be a part of the conversation. And th- th- that And then
0: also, there's not a way to remove um, violence and authenticity from hip-hop. They, like, it, like, those two things are somehow interconnected. And people sharing shit are interconnected. DJ Academics has built a lot of his social branding and his social platform on exposing shit hood niggas do... And then videoing it and then commenting on it. And like that, there's a vicious cycle that I think is happening. And to speak to like some of the lyrics that happen in hip hop and the idea of keeping it real, that part of what I saw rappers saying, right? uh, And a lot of um, influencers, for lack of a better word, like people in the hip hop industry, was that this is an offshoot of hate and this is a function of hate and jealousy. And I think that that is true. I think definitely that is true. But what I also believe is that in hip-hop and in rap music, when a lot of your lyrics are highlighting the difference between you and the consumer, you and the person listening to your lyrics, and calling people broke and doing that kind of shit, that engenders hate and jealousy. That, I think, of course that's not right, and no one, no one's response to, to that should be violence, but I think at, at some point you have to think that you're influencing people, and where does the influence and the line stop for that, And hip-hop never actually, like, looks at itself when it comes to those kinds of things. It never looks at itself when it comes to the idea of sexism because, like we said, like, Me Too hasn't really reached hip-hop yet. A lot of these things haven't reached where hip-hop is because hip-hop artists, when a presidential campaign comes around and the Democrats are going to be talking about income inequality, there are going to be hip-hop artists on stage saying, like, rock the vote. Rock the vote, but then if they get in a beef with another rapper, what are they going to say? Or if they talk about someone from where they're from, how are they going to insult them? This What's also, the language they use?
1: This also showed me, by the way, that the power that hip hop has generated over the, the last few decades. Because you can clearly see just by the outpouring of emotion, it's the most consumed music there is. Because this this was mainstream news. This wasn't just news yeah. for for art culture for our Front community it was it was mainstream news but uh to get to what you're saying not to go to krs1 hip-hop historian right but from the very beginning of this art form when it came from playing the dozens it was always about one-upsmanship it was always about yeah. i'm better than you and this is why you're not as fresh as i am you're not as fly as i am you don't have the skill set that i have Trip or drown. and and i'm going to Joe button and i'm i'm going to tell everybody why so that kind of mindset that never left and it's one thing about listen everybody in the hood kind of has not kind of everybody in the hood has the same goal like you want to reach an elevated status because you are not happy with your yeah. current status and in life think you want to reach that it's why I think people that's, in the everyone. Hood... that's people not in the hood too yeah, but it's it's why you would see people... It, there's no reason for a young black person to be so interested in Louis Vuitton and Gucci and all these brands that don't cater to them. You it's to because you, want, you, want, you to want to differentiate yourself. Symbol. You want to be in another tax bracket, so to speak. You want to see be seen as above the free. You want to remove yourself from the culture so you can be able to say, I'm better than you are. Like You are still in that condition i'm out of that so all of that goes and it's why rappers buy these things and you see it's why rappers put that image out there
0: and i think that while this is a unique case of hate and jealousy for someone who is like fucking violent and probably mentally unstable and a snitch like you see a lot of the same kind of hate talk about that in in hip hop culture right right you see a lot of the same kind of hate in the comment section on any of the posts about that any rapper any famous person you just see people with, like, venomous hates and comments and going after someone's life, and I think that's also um, a sign of jealousy that a lot of people could have because they see a life that they don't have, so they w- would nitpick anything that that person does, says, wears, and that comes from... And how how do these rappers or famous people respond by calling the other person broke or going to their profile and saying, you don't have as much shit as me, so you're less than me?
1: Yeah, you're, you're not as successful. You're not as good at your craft. It's it's the reason Floyd Floyd Mayweather is the person that he is. And with a lot of the with a lot of the admiration that you get from that because you are going to have people that admire success. That's just that's just what people do. People attach certain qualities to success and so you want that. Like the the saying goes, you know, women want to be with him, men want to be him. That's mm-hmm. what you want. You want that attention, you want that fame, but all of that fame and attention comes at a price. Like, shit ain't all good. And Lil Boosie had a really good interview where he talked about, listen, this shit happens to people in their own hood because you may have 100 people and 97 of them may love and admire you, but it's three people that's wondering, God, why him and not me? Like, I hate the fact that this person came up. He used to sit next to me in class. I ain't got shit. Everybody knows him. He's a multi-billionaire. Why was he chosen to have all this success yeah. and why wasn't it me? So yeah. all of these people that you see have this, there are people around that think that about them. And there are people around them who are in their
0: circle who don't like of them or dislike not. them. That's so part like said, of respect
1: the like, game. Meek said that that's rule number one. Never count your homie's pockets thinking you deserve it. Like, this guy was known to
0: Nipsey. Like, Nipsey knew he was a snitch and how told startling, him to How startling was to it to not when you saw around.
1: people sharing the picture with that dude in the front row and Nipsey in the back? Like, that's one of the most fucked up pictures that, like, seeing that picture, I was like, damn, you was in
0: pictures with this nigga, though. But even part of the whole snitching thing in hip hop, um, Pusha T had the song, Sorry, Nigga, I'm Trying to Come Home, to be like, the streets don't work the way you guys think it does. There are snitches, there are many of them.
1: W- watch one episode of first 40 watch one episode they all watch snitch the wire. all
0: right <laughs> niggas get in those room and then they fold but then those even, rooms are cold even nipsey and those guys said you can't fuck with you because we don't know the conditions of how we snitch who we put in jail so it could be something fucking atrocious whereas he was a trigger man because they said this guy had bodies on him before
1: i mean based on if you watch that video clearly this was not his first, this time is not to his first. he was
0: not nervous. No. Like if you kick someone after you shoot them, that's not a nervous thing that you do. That's a experienced person feeling that he's insulted. I am a psychopath. And, is what and that we is. we talked about this in the group. Like that was a nigga moment. That's like, all this. Worse. You feel that your pride has been hurt, your ego has been hurt, and you had a nigga moment. I knock on wood. Pray to God. Like I never want to be in a situation like that where you just have no control over yourself to be like. I'm gonna do some dumb shit because like my little pride, my little ego got bruised right just now.
1: I, I think about it all the time and it honestly, like knowing it was a nigga moment, it made me think back to times when I was younger and I was I was either in those things and I embraced it or yeah. I was close to it. And now I'm just like anything outside of my child i don't know what would ever get me to that now point now if i you and i could go home yeah like nothing nothing could get me to that point but even, that...
0: even when we see the, i'm sorry with like the fighting videos of spring break in miami yeah but like huh we used to be there all the time that shit like never happened to me or around me or i just didn't see it because if a nigga moment was about to happen i would just be like nah let me move
1: away but see both of those both of those things that collided are also elements of hip-hop that all went into this shitstorm storm that causes, though because the the no snitching movement, right? And the fact that you can't be seen associating with that because that hurts your brand. And not just hurt your brand, but it it could hurt your life. Yeah. If 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 you're seen associated with this kind of person, so you got to cancel that not just for you, but for also because of the people around you. You can't be seen having that as a part of you. And then the whole thing about bravado because it was, There's a lot of like, the that, masculinity in that masculinity. Yeah, show. that's all it was. It, the fragile male ego. Because the dudes that was there, they said he didn't. He wasn't even disrespectful about it. He just was like, "You gotta move on." Like you, you gotta be up out of here. Not in a way like where he's saying, "Yo, get the fuck out," or trying to demean him as a person. Right. Just saying, "Yo, yo." Because I like the, the thing way things, that things are with you right now. Yeah. Even if you know he nigga knows that he knows what that dude is capable. Exactly. Of. So the way things are right now, you just can't be in this space for you and for me. Mm-hmm. So it was he came allegedly. That's that's how that kind of conversation went. But that dude took it as disrespect, though. And if it's one thing that. These dudes are willing to die over disrespect every weekend. We see we they see it happen right here. Like we don't even have to go to LA. It happens true. here all the time. But when we was growing up, the biggest thing was that you can't step on people's shoes because that Good causes step on fights. shoes. Fucking shoes, boy. Shoes. Shoes. Think about a that. Scuff. Niggas was catching, niggas was stabbing people. Like they didn't have fights. a cleaner. Sold that foot action. Getting you paid $200 for the shoes, you could buy the cleaner. And the thing is, when you fight somebody, when you fight somebody like that. Shoes, dirtier. It ends. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, that's, that's just a fact. That's
1: real. Your shoes are dirtier. Your shoes are and dirtier. And it don't end there. So think about it. Mm-hmm. You could be getting into something that causes months or literally causes somebody, like, overstepping on shoes. People have died over shoes. Shoes. People have died over
0: getting their chains, snatching me, like, nah, you ain't gonna size me like that. People have pulled out guns over shit like that, like, trying to snatch chains. So this, that's another part of the materialism that is, I think, involved and enveloped in all of this. Because whenever, like, a big pop culture moment happens you don't speak about the one event you speak about the event and everything surrounding it because that didn't happen in a vacuum like the situations and the conditions that led to Nipsey dying didn't happen in a vacuum is part of like a larger broader story that people have to tell and even the reaction to to after it is part of it and i want to talk about some of the reaction to pivot to like the Dumbest part of this oh, is the Jesus Christ, the Dr. Sebi
1: uh, <laughs> conspiracy theories, bread food bandit, the bread food. <laughs> niggas. But we grow up across the street from the big ass breadfruit tree, and I never eat that shit. But, niggas really believe that
0: <laughs> I saw a tweet that smoothies cure AIDS, and that this nigga was making <laughs> this nigga was making smoothies and curing AIDS. First of all, like the logical fallacy in this. He was charging. I just. He was charging. I think like five hundred dollars for the treatment at the time in the eighties, and eighty dollars for the follow up treatments. So if you believe that he would monetize it, then you think that from nineteen eighty he found the cure and didn't decide he wanted to be Jeff Bezos or Google or anyone else. Regardless, I'm. I'm. I know. Like regardless of the scientific fact that no fucking way did he do it by this regardless of that regardless of that's a, I don't, i don't know what you want to, he he suggested the paleo diet to people you're disrespectful, of the bread, you're disrespectful to bread food man. <laughs> but, but like but i'm saying like why do you believe that he just fucked off off the face of the earth this is a man who sued michael jackson for i think three hundred eighty thousand dollars. he got left-eyed to believe him he obviously got nipsey to believe some of what he said and i think that people just hear a few of the anecdotes back and forth like they don't get into like they say that he beat the case in the 80s and Nipsey even said that in part of what they were sharing you do one quick google it's it seems like people don't want to do one quick google you do one quick search you find a reputable news source and it'll tell you um what he beat was they said that he was practicing medicine without a license (laughs) he beat
1: it by saying i wasn't practicing medicine and everyone's like ah you're
0: right there's just some
1: diet (laughs) shit and smoothies no but here's the thing though why are you doing one quick google when you can just and create your own (laughs) thoughts when you could just share the thoughts of what everyone else is doing that is so much easier and you get to be a part of the conversation that way so the the doctors
0: everything came up because they were saying that the government killed nipsey (laughs) hustle for a documentary that he was, like, Nipsey mentioned this. I don't even know if he was actually working on this because the album came out and he probably has other projects going on.
1: It's like how LeBron working on 10 projects right now.
0: This is this is what I'm saying. And the government, a lot of things going on. Mueller probe, Russia. I'm just, <laughs> I'm sorry. But I'm just saying that if you, if you consume news from other sources, you'd be like, I don't think these niggas worried about that. I think they would be like, huh. And the thing is, the Elizabeth Holmes documentary had come out the week before. <laughs> this two is what I was before, going to say, About right? a shuckster in the medical <laughs> profession. And everyone's like, oh, this bitch crazy. Dr. Sebby ain't crazy. He told you all like a diet. Like, I understand the benefits of, of healthy living. Of course, we, I fucking eat spinach for lunch on multiple occasions. But I don't think that it's... <laughs> curing, like, AIDS. I, Andrew posted I think...
1: a good meme about that shit, where your parents say eat right, eat right and exercise and you're like, nah. Your doctors say eat right and exercise and you're like, nah. Dr. Sebi say eat right and exercise and you're like, oh shit! Oh shit, what the fuck? Oh like, shit, like, nigga, we not, good forever! Not before, on Sunday. On breadfruit. On Sunday
0: is when they found this out. And then, you know I also thought? So, uh, our friend Jay Sebastian, his wife Steph, works in AIDS research. I wonder how she consumed these stories and be like, Y'all niggas dumb. Yes. Like yes. Like, listen to this. Like this is some of the dumbest shit. And Wha- right away, there were people f- uh, fighting back at it, right? Saying, "No, this does not make sense. This does ma- not make sense scientifically." Like, you and I'm sorry, but the thing is that maybe I think a week ago there were um, more breakthrough in age research and getting closer to a cure because someone who had cancer, uh, some of the treatment that they used for the cancer was shown to fight fight AIDS as well and they're saying that we're one step closer to the cure was and it, it breadfruit? it was not breadfruit. bullshit this is, this is on the daily podcast fucking liar the, the, from the New York Times I trusted them there was no mention of breadfruit. I don't trust the, I don't trust the it was not Dr. Sebi I don't think had this in his notes why they
1: kill Leffi then you ain't see the painting with Leffi and Dr. Sebi and Nipsey on the plane together niggas with paintings I like,
0: fucking Fuck y'all artists who doing that. I just want to say that like fuck y'all who put Nipsey in those situations where he'd have been like, uh, I don't know. I I wish that he did the documentary and did more research into this and Denj was just like, I think this nigga full of shit, but I'ma keep eating spinach.
1: It's so I much wish. it's so much dark ominous shit that actually happens that the US government is involved. So much in. shit
0: that they don't they not even lying to you. Why they didn't kill Julian Assange? I just wanna say like of all the people from the US government of the last 10, 15 years, I would feel like that would be the guy. Like Julian Assange- When they going out oh, WikiLeaks, maybe that would be the for guy. For a
1: documentary. A documentary, by the way, that you could just kill through media means. Like you could crush it and then just- No. It could just not be popular. We live in the era of fake news. And by the way, even if it is popular, who gives a fuck? It's a documentary. A documentary would come- How much documentaries do you remember from last I year? I watched so much of those shit. Like you could literally make a documentary about any fucking thing anything it's art nobody regulates art you could put anything out there that does not mean it's gonna have any kind of impact how much of an impact did what the health have on the meat industry i remember when you, everybody remember when that, everybody was dr. on the Sabi
0: way as dr Sebi is the what the health guy putting it out in that form how niggas still eating difference? chicken
1: nuggets every day but then like why would
0: the government decide that this is where we're going to go? This is where we're going to do our time. And in the era of, like, the CIA like maybe... and spies, why would they do it this slightly? <laughs> why wouldn't they just be like, you can't in one way believe that the CIA poisoned Bob Ali by giving him cancer in his toe and then think, oh, we'll just have someone shoot Nipsey.
1: Like, I was I, I was reading that on Sunday thinking, this nigga is not Lee. I mean, this nigga, whoever did this, is not Lee Harvey Oswald. It's a nigga from the hood who was involved in a nigga moment. That's what it is. There's no patsy to some grand scheme. And here. I think part of the conspiracy
0: theory idea is that because Nipsey was such a, a big and powerful figure, people don't want to believe that anyone can be killed, to quote Arya Stark, because that makes everything else in life seem so fragile. Because yeah. if this can happen to someone who, quote, unquote, made it and is wealthy... Of course, this can happen to me.
1: That's what me, me and Char was having a discussion in the gym is it's almost as if people were struggling to reconcile that fact like they didn't want to believe that they didn't want to believe that you could legitimately do everything right. And then something could still go wrong because shit it's kind of depressing. But what do you aspire to? Like if if you, if your goal is I want to change, I want to do better for my community, I want to invest, I want to reach back and pull everybody along that's struggling. I want to do all those things and you do that and you try to be as positive as a role model in the image you, that you can be and you be different from everybody else. You don't be Chief Keef and Takashi and all those mm-hmm. dudes. You want to be something different and yet you could still get caught up in the life that's i mean that's kind of a difficult thing for people to grasp so maybe that's it why hurts.
0: maybe that's why people
1: grab so you could so, deflect and say all this bullshit well you know what they didn't want us to make the breadfruit smoothies and that's why they kill them. cuz you have to find an enemy in somewhere you don't want to look at the fact that the enemy some is breadfruit now Angela. yeah no, you say it a lot the enemy is from your community though, but you you are deflecting from the 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 real problem
0: See what I was saying with Jordan Peele and us? I know for all your people criticizing Jordan Peele, this is the kind of shit he's talking about. Anyway, you, you saw when that started
1: in the group. I was like, what are y'all talking about, Wait.
0: Oh, um, the, the Dr. Sebi thing?
1: No, 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 no. When we was talking about us. Anyway. We, oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't see I, it. I, I just, like I just
0: remember seeing the Dr. Sebi thing and saying, I'm not going to comment on this right now because I'm still, like, kind of feel the weight. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nipsey's death. And... Like to to have those things kinda like intermingled at the same time I think was unfortunate because it, it I think it it highlighted to me that liberals are just as susceptible to dumbass conspiracy of fake course. news theories. And when they, I,
1: when I saw something like this, I was like, shit, is it even more so? Because I think more so because you could put out listen liberals want to get donald trump so bad or get the right so bad that you could easily put out some fake shit about the right and they will take it and run with it until you flesh it out and see you that it's know not why as bad
0: i listened to rachel maddow and pod save america for like a while why? because he also fucked up on his russia shit you also dumb yeah <laughs> it is it is actually upsetting me like i would hear their voices and, and be like fuck y'all and dog. that nigga gets to walk
1: around now and do the plug
0: walk <laughs> real and he has been doing the plug plug walk for like two weeks now and y'all think he worried about the document <laughs> that's what i'm saying doctor say, i i you know what you know what he is stupid enough to be
1: is. worried about to be worried about shit like that let me take that back he is stupid enough right. But the powers that be actually are not concerned. pharmaceutical
0: companies are buying marijuana farms and getting into marijuana right now they there's more money in the I There's mean, no money in the
1: you know what I was thinking about? If this really is about, you know, not wanting the common person to to be able to have access to this or always being able to monetize the cure, why didn't kill magic long time then? or oh, whoever, whoever what did South Park say you why know I the, only kill
0: Magic's doctor you know what South Park said you know what the cure for AIDS is money money, <laughs> money. you just blend up some money and then you drink, drink it, it and you will be cured and money is the fine. cure for AIDS
1: because it's not uh, because anyway. there's
0: effective treatment that's out there but you don't even want to do you don't want to Google twice you don't want no one wants to hit the second page on Google no that's you don't, like don't want to
1: go down the information uh, rabbit hole you just want to at the surface level you could click retweet you could retweet with quote. You could say everything you need to do and no in the 140 characters. That's all you gotta do. Oh, but you do not wanna Google twice. Dr. Savvy died when he is 83
0: years old and niggas thought that it was a conspiracy. I remember killer.
1: when that actually happened, and I was and I looked it up and I was like, wait, this nigga was just old. This old He was have, just old. Guys, have
0: you ever seen an old? Have you seen an old? That's what they look like. You know how impressed people
1: are at, at people in their 80s that are still active? It's a reason for that. Think about
0: being eighty right now, how far away is from here? That's like three people from now of you and yourself. Yes. You know how far away that is I still could be dead, Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would Why you Why don't start? you say oh, he didn't tell people to go to the gym? He was telling people that I I don't think that in the problem. It's just <laughs> bread <laughs> it's just breadfruit. <laughs> breadfruit and, like Kalaloo. Kalaloo was on it. When <laughs> I saw Kalaloo on it, I was like Where the fuck do I get the Kalaloo from, dog? Oh, uh, they should have had that the grill Spices. They Why they don't have that at Negril? They need to. Have no it. aki and codfishes on there. Oh, bullshit, man. Bullshit. Thank you, that's All you had to tell me. Get the fuck out of here. how you even not have aki and codfish on want, it. Like the the doctor said, I I. Just a week from now. I wonder what people are going to say. Like this guy is going to be charged with the crime. He's been arrested. What did they say? They they started to say that the the government yeah. um used him because he was a snitch and that's how the FBI get or not the FBI. That's how the they government. turn people.
1: They turned him that's when he was a, they, they turned him they when turn he was in jail. Because that's, that's why he was out, obviously, to commit this assassination. Obviously,
0: y'all don't know young niggas. It don't even take that. You could have given him twenty thousand dollars. Drake said in the song, My dog'd do it for a Louis belt. That's a real thing. That could happen. Him having to be a snitch that's not the reason anyway (laughs) i'm sorry like i'm hurting my head like this is not fred hampton this is not cointelpro this is not nearly the same thing as black panther and black men and dressed in all black walking around america with guns and actually promoting a revolution this is not the same thing
1: Bro, maybe if J. Edgar Hoover was still alive Maybe I would have believed it Because boy, if it's anybody that could hate and hunt some niggas It's J. Edgar Hoover It's J. Edgar Hoover So maybe if he was still around, then yes FBI Because he absolutely did have the FBI doing this shit FBI
0: can prove that Donald Trump Jr. was in a meeting with niggas And y'all what? This is what you think they can
1: come up with? By the way, the FBI was too busy investigating these rich people Sending their children to college And niggas' parents taking money to play basketball They don't have time
0: For Dr. Sebby, okay. These niggas are so deep in the college basketball and college college
1: admission scandals. Oh, you think I have my own conspiracy theory about that? They just trying to be able to Dr. March Madness. That's what they doing.
0: Okay, now you have me go on.
1: (laughs) I feel like we need to dedicate a whole other podcast (laughs) to that. They want to be able to control and facilitate where people go. So, what they trying to do is up the blue blood programs right to bring down the level playing field and when you have a level playing field uh-huh. then you can you can funnel who goes where then you have more control over that once you once you have everybody scared that you can catch everybody uh, you have everybody every, scared that you can control the money feel. if everyone's on the same playing field then you can decide who gets to move two steps ahead let me it's tell you it's so- the biggest sport it draws more advertisements than the Super Bowl. If you could control the money with the NCAA tournament, that is so much I money. I love
0: that we immediately went into our own conspiracy theory. Because yeah. let me tell you something right now. <laughs> Dr. Sammy told Dr. Sammy This is the thing, right? Next time I pick my bracket, I eat bread food. But this is, <laughs> this is the thing. The Blue Blood programs, it's not about um, making the Final Four. And that's what everyone thinks. And that's not true. It's about making it to the second weekend. Yeah. The second weekend is a blue blood program. And, of course, like uh, the ball could go in, it could go not go in, and then you could make the final four. Named but the around. second weekend, the name Named round, around. that's the real prize. That's what people are really, really after. Once you could say Sweet Sixteen, you're good. Because that's how you build your program, because you're also advertising for your program. So if, if all of a sudden everything was even, and then Duke and Kentucky and North Carolina only make it to the Sweet Sixteen... Occasionally, and then you could go to fucking Auburn. You could go to Pepperdine on the West Coast. Like all of those schools, then start to make more sense to you.
1: Yeah, and the people that can, like I say, you control the money. You hey, can control which program about
0: moves ahead. All them ain't going to those big.
1: All the men going to the blue blood of, programs. Of course they
0: didn't. Niggas going to Holy Cross. Of course Bill they didn't. Bill Simmons doing this. This is the
1: what it is. It's it's that it's that group right there. Probably some dudes who went to some lower tier D1 schools, maybe even a mid-major. Who knows? And they are just upset at seeing that these programs get to control this shit for so long. I Why they get it. to control this shit for so long? Who says they get to control it? You I know what? No more. We putting in a stop to this shit. How do we put a stop to it? We turn the faucet off on their money. No drip. Thank you, Dr. Sebby. Breadfruit. I eat my breadfruit today thinking. I could tell. I could tell you fucking I own one.
0: Okay. (laughs) I just want to... Now we could uh, pivot again into something. Uh, This is a new segment that I want to have on the I Need a Minute podcast. Where we're going to deep dive into like an account that we find on social media. Or something that we find interesting. And I have to bring this up. My friend Serac showed me this. Who's an avid (laughs) listener to the Joe Budden podcast. There's an Instagram account called Joe Button Fits, and this shit is remarkable.
1: It really is.
0: If you remember um, back in the day when there was a Ghostface Killer blog and they went at Drake, and the bars were. That legendary. blog was great. Like it was it- a great blog and made fun of Drake. It roasted Drake. But Drake, of course, takes himself very seriously and never buys into the joke. Joe Button leaned into this joke by bringing it up on his podcast. Probably, and by bringing it up, and made people then follow Joe Budden fits And all the account is, is Joe Budden in different outfits throughout the year with some of the most amazing caption and some of the best drip that I've ever heard of. I've ever seen. I can't even talk right now.
1: I, and like I was selling Card before the pod, right? We of a certain age have, t- I mean, we can only make so much fun of these outfits. Because at this same time period Joe <laughs> Budden was doing this shit, we were also doing okay. this shit. Okay. And I we just... have had many moments in our circle of friends where we shared some pictures from a time when hey dog. we was buying some 40 jeans. I know, jeans. I
0: have shirts with Ryan, so I do I would talk about it. But this- <laughs> in this one picture of Joe Budden, he's wearing a denim vest with no sleeves on. I, I had a denim vest at one point. I made a denim vest. And the caption is, the denim vest with no undershirt. Absolutely nuts. Joe Button responds to this. Mal gave me that vest
1: too. No, the the one that killed me was the, the foot skid ball jersey. He had a Houston Rockets jersey. Houston that had, And this is before sleeves were a thing in the NBA. This okay. is a McGrady Houston Rockets jersey. Man, let me
0: find one. Okay, this is one where Joe Button is wearing like, I don't even know what to describe. This is a long sleeve tee. Now nah, look at this one right now. It's like a long sleeve tee with no sleeves. It's a, long, it's a sleeveless no sleeve, long sleeveless line long sleeve.
1: tee. And it also seems to have like a split on, the, a side. Split on the side. It actually <laughs> looks like a dress if we be in. perfectly yeah. honest.
0: And this is a caption. The Sultan of Sycamore got in his fucking double bag for this one. That's why I always want to describe whenever I get dressed. I want to be called the Sultan of Sycamore. So we and re- I got gotten my fucking bag. Wait closing down the boutique rocking this wild nasty sleeveless t-shirt dress a true fashion killer
1: so really what we're taking is the most lame bullshit shitty outfits and attaching the 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 words and verbiage that you would use for something that was actually fire man
0: i want you all in your group chats to find pictures of your friends and put captions like these we should do this. We should, we should, really, do this we should honestly make an account, and we should do this with our friends. Okay, I just have one more one read. This isn't Joe Button, but it because the account went from Joe Button fits to the Fitz. yeah.
1: You know it's going to branch out to everybody. It's branch out.
0: So this is DJ academics wearing what looks like some kind of combination Fred Perry sweater denim outfit, and this is the caption. I'm sorry, just see this early contender for worst fit of the year right here. True to what fucking religion. What
1: the hell is that?
0: This man axe stepped out in the utterly disgusting fashion over X. True religion denim hybrid hoodie. That's what this is the actual clothes that he's wearing. Then they had the audacity to leave the buttons on to give those real denim vibes. Wow. This how those complex checks hitting, huh? No wonder Big Pump freed himself from over there. An amazing outfit. Yeah. No,
1: it really is a good follow. Like this is one of this is a follow on IG that you will be reading for the rest of the day, or as long as it takes you to go through the account.
0: I turn post notifications on,
1: so when I was, <laughs> whenever
0: they posted something today. Oh, it's, you know,
1: since it was on the uh, Joe Budden podcast, it's shit about to blow up now.
0: It's, it's, they posted an <laughs> Serge Ibaka outfit.
1: Look at this shit. I don't even want to read it. I just laugh.
0: So we spent Saturday morning just reading these to each other, getting ready after the gym, and laughing at the shit.
1: Serge Ibaka looked like a homeless lumberjack. I don't know what the hell they call. How do these niggas decide to do this?
0: I'm gonna focus it on Joe. Button. the internet is amazing, fucking place. Sometimes, dog. bro, why fab in this one looking like Buzz Lightyear? <laughs>
1: That's Charwood.
0: It's it's Char- he Jason dead eyes like a Buzz Lightyear. Toy. Char and Jason
1: Boy, dog. Like it's a fucking fantastic account. Jason dead eyes jeans. Oh too. man.
0: And, okay, I think it's time to end the podcast. We were gonna talk about the Joker, but I think I can wait until Andrew comes back. I'll feel you. Yeah. All right. That's yeah. Fine. Oh, do you want to talk about it? Because you were just ignoring me and looking at the Instagram right now. No, my bad. It was.
1: I was like, it's joe is- button in a dirty beater playing basketball with some kids and he looked so trashed. <laughs> okay <laughs> he traveled you know what i'm done this
0: has been the i need this Admitter nigga just traveling part he of did. the year seniors network i guess i'll be for listening. play ball rest in peace nipsey y'all stay woke.